Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. Okay, Tuesday. Big Tuesday show coming up right now, right now. Um, <clears throat> there's actually a lot to talk about. <clears throat> there's a lot on the docket, as they say. Why do they say that? The docket. The docket. There's a lot on the docket right now. Um, I guess the first thing, you all see the heading of the show, which is uh, the CDC wants to force children to get the vax. And I know many people are thinking, oh, aren't we past this by now? I mean, aren't we over this by now? Didn't Didn't Biden himself say the pandemic was over? Didn't Biden say the pandemic is over? I believe he did. I believe Biden said about a month ago the pandemic was over. So why are, are we talking now about <clears throat> forcing the vaccine on children? And of course, we know we've been through this a million and one times that children are at the least, the least um, susceptible to COVID and, and certainly the least susceptible to getting a bad case and, and dying. So... If they are the least vulnerable, why are we talking about forcing children to get them? Well, we know why the CDC, because we, we have reports, we know, we know that CDC is in cahoots with Big Pharma. We know that people in Big Pharma were planted, the CDC, they got 50 million from, we know it, we know the deal. We know the CDC is basically just another arm for Big Pharma. So this is basically take out CDC and put in Big Pharma wants to force children to get the vaccine. Of course they do. Think of the... They haven't made enough yet. They haven't made enough billions yet. They need to make more billions. So they, what this would do basically is, even though the CDC, you see, let me give you a little actual history of what the CDC is. They are an agency that's supposed to control disease. They've never done that ever. They never once controlled the disease. But they're basically a political arm. Okay, so if they're political, what they're basically supposed to do is just give like recommendations to the politicians, right? Recommendations. They have no... They have no um, power to make laws, but that all changed with COVID. The Biden administration has given them the power, basically, to make laws. They just make laws. Whatever they say becomes like a law. People say the CDC's law, the CDC's rule. No, the CDC just recommends things. Okay, there are like there are a bunch of pencil neck, politically connected doctors who make recommendations. To politicians. And so they're going to recommend that all children get the vaccine before they go to school. So in other words, it would then be put, it could be put on the list of vaccines a child has to get before they're allowed into a public school to go to school, to attend school. Now, luckily, we have states' rights here. So some governors might actually institute it, <clears throat> some might not. And we know right now, thank goodness, as Joseph Ladapo, the Surgeon General, the great Surgeon General of the great state of Florida, has said, regardless of what the CDC votes tomorrow on whether COVID-19 vaxes are added to routine child immunizations, nothing changes in Florida. Thanks to Governor Ron DeSantis, COVID mandates are not allowed in Florida not pushed into schools, and I continue to recommend against them for healthy kids. So um, Florida will not do that. No matter what the CDC says, Ron DeSantis in Florida will not make children get this, will not make parents have their, make their children get this vaccine, which we now know causes so many illnesses and deaths 
as they found in Florida, 18 to 40, 18 39 year olds had 85% greater chance of getting ill or dying from the vaccine. So they don't recommend it for 18 to 40, for healthy 18 to 49 year olds, they don't recommend the vaccine. And we know the children are getting myocarditis. We're seeing doctors and nurses saying they're seeing cases of myocarditis they've never seen before. Okay, hundreds and hundreds. So we know that. We know the vaccine is not healthy for children and children are not going to get COVID. What they will get if they get the vaccine is they'll get an increased chance of myocarditis and other problems. And who knows, who knows what problems they will have as they grow older, just like we don't know what problems adults will have as they grow older. But adults can make their own decisions, you see, for vaccines. Children can't. If, if they're mandated, most parents can't afford private schools, can't afford to homeschool, so then they're forced. The parents are forced, therefore the children are forced to get a vaccine. They are forced to get an experimental vaccine. And once again, why are we forcing anyone, especially children, to get a vaccine that we know doesn't stop the spread? This does not stop the spread, and children have a, a, a zero chance of dying from this. So forget the, uh, the Fakakta argument that, well, it prevents severe disease. There is no severe disease in children with COVID. So it does not stop the spread. So if something doesn't stop the spread, the parents can decide if they want their child to get it or not, right? The parents can decide because the child next to that child is not in danger because the vaccine doesn't stop the spread anyway. So, of course, this total anti-science bullshit that the CDC only cares about big pharma making money. Understand this now. This is why the CDC, when a Republican becomes president in two years, must be dismantled. The left wants to dismantle the police. They want to defund the police. No, we need to fund the police and defund the CDC. Dismantle them. This It's, it's not the CDC anymore. It's big pharma. It's one and the same. CDC is basically big pharma now. So... They're doing the bidding for big pharma. And that's all this is about. This is about money. Whether it hurts your child or kills your child, does no good, doesn't matter. They don't care. They just want to make money. That's all the, they, that's all the CDC cares about now is big pharma making money. So they want to force a vaccine that we know for over a fucking year now, a year and a half, does not stop the spread of the disease. It doesn't. People get the vaccine and they get COVID-17 fucking times, okay? We got the asshole Borla this evil prick who runs Pfizer, who's already gotten it two or three times. Every time he gets it, he says he's so happy he has the vaccine. Every time he gets it, the eighth time he gets COVID, he says, I'm so happy I've gotten COVID eight fucking times. This fucking evil prick. Okay? So we know it doesn't stop the spread. It's not even a question. It hasn't been a question for a year and a fucking half. Okay? That's not a question. It doesn't stop the spread. Therefore, no one should be forced to get it because the person next to them can It's not going to help the person next to them if they have the vaccine. Okay? It's not for the greater good. It's not to help mommy. It's not to help granddad. It's not to help grandma. It's not to help nursing homes. It's not to help children. It does not stop the spread. Can I make this any clearer to anyone who still doesn't understand this? Okay? So mandating it is absolutely asinine. It's evil. It's asinine. But once again, all they care about is making money. That's all they care about is making money. That's it. It's a money-making mechanism. So understand this. The government doesn't care if your child gets sick or dies because they want their fucking friends in big pharma to get richer. These are evil pricks who have to go to jail. How many times have I said this? I keep on hearing people saying, oh, we got to go past this. No, no, don't make the election about revenge. No, it's not about revenge. It's about accountability. If you heard to kill someone, you go to fucking jail. You at least have to have a fucking trial. Have a fucking trial. 
Okay? So these people must be tried by a jury of their peers. I give them a jury of their peers. Do I want to give them a jury of their peers? No. I want to get the guillotines out and watch and eat popcorn. But you know what? I'm an American, and I believe in democracy and justice. Therefore, I'll give them a jury of their peers. But I want them tried. I want accountability. <clears throat> Oh, Joe Ladapo, once again, thank goodness. Thank goodness for Florida. And we'll talk more about Florida in a minute with a segment that was on uh, Bill Maher recently that I will play. I'll play the segment and then I will talk and I will get angry. But also, but also I'm glad that Bill Maher has really come around to the side of sanity on this. Yeah, he actually has been for a while. And of course, we know Bill Maher is the one who's been saying Democrats are the party of no common sense. And he's right about that also. Um, but Joe Ladapo continues in this thread on Twitter. Uh, let's see. To keep, if I can just get his, I don't want the comments. How do I get his thread, his his comments, not the comments of the uh, boy Poloy here. Let me see here. Anyway, so Ladapo put out that thing saying, no matter what the CD, whatever, no matter what the corrupt, I say corrupt, he didn't. Corrupt CDC votes on tomorrow, Florida is not adding COVID-19 to the routine child immunizations. In other words, uh, measles, chicken pox. But you know what the difference is? People say, oh, what's the difference? You have to get these other vaccines. Well, the difference is those vaccines are proven to stop the spread of that disease, you see. Those vaccines have a very high efficacy rate of stopping those diseases. So yes, if I get the vaccine, I am helping my fellow classmate. Okay, I am because those vaccines are actually stopping the spread. This vaccine does gots on a stick. Gots means nothing if you're not from Brooklyn. It means gots on a stick. It doesn't do anything. So there's no reason to put it on the list of why put a vaccine that doesn't work on a list of vaccines that does work. Does that make any sense to put a vaccine that doesn't work to put on the list of vaccines that do work? No, it doesn't make any sense. But they can't make money if they don't. You see, giving it Making it man, listen to this, people. Making it mandated for children means money forever. Forever. As people procreate and kids have to go to school, this goes on for decades and decades until the end of fucking time. Okay? Or at least until Biden gets us into nuclear war. They'll take it. If it's, it's another 20 billion, they'll take it. That's why this is a, this is a huge boondoggle for them to make kids have to get it forever, for infinity, just like all the other vaccines. But the difference is those work and this doesn't. Those are good vaccines. This is shit. That's the difference. And it's the only, it's the only difference that matters. It's the only thing that matters. We could have an argument if this vaccine stopped the spread. I'm still not for mandating it. Even if it was the greatest vaccine since the polio vaccine, I'm not for mandating medical procedures, but since it doesn't work, it makes no logical sense to mandate it. It doesn't work. What are you mandating? It's bad enough if I could say it was like it's like a saline solution, but saline solution is not going to hurt you or kill you. This could hurt a child or kill a child, you see. So those people who say, ah, what's the big deal anyway? It's just a vaccine. No, no, because it can hurt them and kill them, you see. It can hurt them in the short term. It can kill them like they get the vaccine today, it can kill them a month later, or they can get the vaccine and it might kill them when they're 30. We don't know because this is experimental shit. 
And every week we're seeing more and more negative effects. Every week we're seeing more and more people saying they got they got sick from this or people that died from this. More and more. Every week, every month, every year, there will be more people we know who have gotten sick from this shit or died from it. Okay? And they want kids to have to get it forever. So think about that. Think of all the kids they, they could be hurting and killing over the next 30, 40, 50 years. Because there are schmucks like the fucking hair gel king of California that will mandate it. Like Kathy Hochul, the evil witch of the East. The wicked witch of the East that will mandate it. Of course, Ron DeSantis won't. Christine Nome won't. But the Democrats who suck up to Big Pharma will absolutely, absolutely mandate it. <clears throat> so I'm just reading through Joseph Ladapo's Yeah. Here, it's finally, it is, re- it is really hard to imagine that mRNA COVID-19 vaccines that increase myocarditis in young men by 10 times, 20 times, or 30 times, see Karlstad et al., Cardiology 2022, citing the reference, also increase the risk of cardiac death in that age group. Of course it's not, and we all know that. So you think it's not hard to imagine if it increases myocarditis, it could also increase cardiac death. That's what you call like logic, a logical conclusion, a scientific conclusion. And so that's where we are. That's where we are. And so what will happen is more people will take their children away from California. More people will take their children away from New York and move them to places like Texas and Georgia and Arizona in Florida, and so on and so forth, and 30, 35, 40 states in this country, hopefully even more come next month, when Republicans take over governorships, that will not mandate this stuff. That will not mandate this stuff. And New York and California and states like these states can just be these authoritarian prisons, which is what they will basically become. Authoritarian prisons where the government tells you what you must not only do what you for yourself, but also do for your children. Okay? What you have to do and what your children must do, because the government will then control your children. This is what Democrats want to do. This is part of their game plan. Take the parents away. Government control. Big government control. Remove the parental units. Make the government the parental unit. That's what they want. That is exactly what they want. There is no discussion here. There's no discussion. This is what they want, because they are doing things to prove this. They are doing things to prove this, whether it's mandating that your child get a shot. Once again, you're taking the parent out of it. The government is saying you must get the shot. It's not up to the parent anymore. Okay, so that once again, the removal of the parental unit and the government becomes the parental unit. They're doing it with with a critical race theory. The parent has not does no say in whether the child gets taught about critical race theory. The government saying we will teach it. We are the parental unit. We're taking away your rights. We're going to teach your kindergartner about transgenderism. Okay, the parent doesn't have anything to say. Take away the parental unit, the government decides. This is what Democrats want. This is all their policies. These are not Republican push policies. They're liberal Democrat progressive push policies. They're shit liberal policies. That's what they are. That's what they are. And that's why Glenn Duncan won in Virginia. And it's why Republicans in less than three weeks, or actually three weeks from this moment, three weeks from right now, will be getting results in. I'll be sharing, I'll be sharing them with you live on this show, three weeks from tonight. 
This is why Republicans three weeks from tonight are going to take over the House, take over the Senate, win governorships, win state legislatures. They won't tell you about that part. They're going to win all up and down the ballot all around the country because parents, mothers, mama bears and pop bears are going to come out and say, no, we decide if our child gets a vaccine. No, we decide if our child is, is, is told they're a racist or they're black and there's nothing they can do about it. Poor them. Or that, the, it, that my, my six-year-old has to be talking, has to be taught about transgender and pronouns. I'm going to decide that. If I want to talk to my child about that at home, I will. You're not teaching it in the public school system. You're not doing that. That's what parents are going to say in a few short weeks. Thank God. And they will. Of course, the extension of this, the extension of this uh, CDC voting, we don't, we, we, once again, this is all assuming they're going to vote. I, I, I'd be, I'll be back on here tomorrow night, but I'll be on the floor if they vote not to do this. They might. I don't know. But everything they've done up to now is very quick. Voting yes, voting yes. So I'd be shocked if they voted not to, you know, add it to the list of, of vaccines children must have to get into school. But who knows? But the fact is they shouldn't even be voting. It should not be a thing. It should not be a thing. COVID should be, COVID should be gone. There should be no talk about COVID, no talk about masks, no talk about vaccine. It should be gone. It should be gone, over with, done, not an issue. So the fact that they're even voting on it is a problem because they're still talking about it. They're still considering it. They're, consider, they're still considering man, continuing to mandate a vaccine that they've known for a year and a half. These are doctors. They know it doesn't stop the spread. How fucking maddening is this? I better take a break. And I'll take a break by putting on domestic. Domestic, how maddening is this? <laughs> well, you put it so well. You're absolutely right. And, you know, um, I know it's everyone's business, but as long as you see one mask outdoors around you, we're not fully back to normal. But right, I right, wanted right. I wanted to just make a quick observation. And, uh, uh, and uh, you know, Daniel's words just go through my mind almost every day. All this is happening is because we made a negative investment, negative investment by not pushing really hard against it in a massive way, saying no freaking way. We emboldened them and now they feel like they can do whatever they want because we never put a stop to it with protests, with boycotts, with strikes, with massive walkouts, with nothing. And we're paying the price because they don't know when to stop and where to stop. That's it. Well, and that's why they're not doing, we're not seeing COVID. They're not continuing to talk about these things in Europe, right? Because they did protest there. They oh, did absolutely. Protest. Absolutely. Um, I want to say something quick about protests because I was wondering why there's so many protests in Europe. Well, at least one reason is because, you know, it takes place. These people protest all the time. They have apps where you can sign up and organize a protest on an app, right? So uh, it's it's a much more oiled machine there and. I mean, that's not the only reason, but it's one reason. Well, yes, no, absolutely. There's, there's no doubt about that. But you're absolutely right. We did not put a we did not put a stop to this early, and we could have, right? I mean, yeah. with, with constant protests and constant pressure, and, and we could have put a stop to this earlier. Doctors, doctors could have put a stop to this earlier. The people could have put a stop to this earlier. But what they have learned now, the government, is that they can get away with things. At least mm -hmm. to, to a point, at least to a point, until basically they're taken to court. Now, my, my guess is, my hope is, is that if the CDC says they are going to recommend this put on the vaccine, you know, vaccine list 
for for kid, for children if they want to attend school that the states that do decide to go with that are sued. Parents have to get together and do a class action lawsuit. They have to do a class action lawsuit. And the class action lawsuit has to be this simple. Prove the vaccine stopped the spread. We know they can't. We know it doesn't. So right. prove the vaccine stopped. Prove the COVID vaccine is as F, is as effective in stopping the spread as the as the chickenpox vaccine, as the mumps vaccine, as the rubella vaccine. Prove it. They won't be able to do that. And Mike, there is a quicker way to do it than class action. It's been these people are a year late, but it's still not too wait, not too late to just walk out for college students for doctors, for military people. It's about time to say that's it. If everyone walks out, if 80% walk out, it will be over in one day, once and for all. But it never happened. Well, I, I don't think, yeah, that is the, the, prefer, the that's the preferable thing. But yeah. I think that's never going to happen. So I think all we're going to, I think the best we're going to get are these lawsuits, right? Yep. Right. And I think I think taking this stuff to court is, is the way to go. Because if you win in a court, that becomes a law, and that's that. And we know all of these things we're talking about will go our way if they go to the Supreme Court. Every single one of them, like the OSHA mandate, will go our way if it goes to the Supreme Court. So they can't win. They can't win yeah. with the Supreme Court now, the way, the way it's constructed. And, and you know what Florida Surgeon General said? The first thing he said that I just made me feel so good back in the beginning, he says, I reject the culture of fear. And today he said, no matter what, nothing changes in Florida. This is just a wonderful thing to hear, at least in one state, right? Well, you know, and, and the Republicans, they bother me too, because they got the Supreme Court they wanted, right? They got three yeah. Trump appoint, appointees. They talked about how that was the holy grail, three from Trump. So use the fucking thing. Yeah. Use it. Yeah. We know these things are bad. We know they're illegal. We know they're unconstitutional. We know they're hurtful and kill people. Use the fucking Supreme Court for something other than abortion. Use it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's 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 my my problem with the, with the right also. It's like you you have the tools to win. And every time they've gone to court, they have won. Yeah, so and Mike, I totally agree with you. I'm not a big gambler, but I think I would bet a lot of money now that it's going to be approved tomorrow unless they want to make a political point look how good we are and look how much we learned and we're going to vote against so that you appreciate us more for midterms but in the absence of that a hundred percent straight check to pfizer immediately it's all said and done well don't like, you think that's a terrible thing to do before the midterms for the democrats don't you think that hurts them yeah, but they could do the opposite just to show how good they have become if they do the opposite. Well, I don't, I don't understand know. how stupid it is politically to vote on this three weeks before the midterms. Especially if they know that only 4% got the bivalent booster, right? So people are not into these vaccines anymore anyway, right? Won't parents will be more pissed. Won't most parents be? That, that's what I understand. Won't, won't parents? I mean, the politically savvy thing to do would be either not to vote on it before the election or, like you said, to vote against it. To vote against recommending it. Absolutely. To vote, to vote for recommending this with all these parents across the country not wanting to vaccinate their kids three weeks before an election seems to me to be like the death knell for Democrats, isn't it's it? It's clear that the majority of parents anywhere don't want it, right? It is clear right now. Absolutely. Or, Look at or the, not. 4%, like you said. 4%. So that with boosters. Shows, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't understand. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, and I don't, then people do not, at this, especially at this point, 
people know the vaccine doesn't stop the spread. And at this point, three years into this thing, people are tired of this. They don't want to. Ha- they don't want and, the government to force them to ha- to get to have their kids get vaccinated for this. Yeah. They don't want. And it. despite despite the scandal that we see in the EU of admitting that they never tested for preventing transmission back when they were were trying to sell it, despite the scandal being all around the media, they're still pushing it. It's just amazing. I think it all goes back to what Daniel said. They see that they can push it way, way further than they could ever expect it. I think they're surprised by how far they were able to push it themselves. So why well, not continue And they're, and they're such money grubbers. They figure, okay, uh, maybe, you know, 15, 20% of the states will mandate this, will do this, will add this to the red list of vaccines you must get. And whatever, you know, whatever money these, whatever money these low lives can get, they're happy with, you know? Let's milk the war and let's milk this while we can, while it still lasts. Eventually the well is going to dry, so let's milk it while we can. Well, that's it. But strike while the iron's hot. That's why, that's why they got vaccine crazy again, right? With monkeypox and polio. They're like, oh, it's hot. Vaccines are hot, right? We're hot now with it. We got to go with it while it's hot. You know, we got money while we can. But this is almost like a, this is like a, a cheap, disgusting drug addict gambler. You know, it's like someone who's addicted to drugs or gambling. This is what we're dealing with now. We're dealing with people in the highest power positions of government, in the CDC, in big pharma, in corporate America, that are acting like cheap crack addicts, like low-life gamblers, that they want to make as much money as they can as quick as they can, no matter who they hurt. Yeah, it's really, and uh, yeah, we never pushed back, so there's nothing there to stop them, or they think, or they think nothing will stop. So we'll see tomorrow. <clears throat> Just the uh, law, we'll man. The law uh, and your voting. The law and votes, right? The law and the ballot box. Yes. That's the only way they're going to be stopped. Yes. You know, I, I could think of some other more interesting ways. But, <laughs> but, you know, like my, my, we don't want to be banned. My podcast might be canceled. Like, yes, we don't want that. We yeah. don't want it to be canceled. We don't want to talk about that. We no. Can't. Well, right. thank you for letting me All speak, right, Mike. Great podcast. Thank you. Right, thank you. All right, Daniel. Thank All right, you. Domestic. And now Daniel's going to come on in a second here. Let me just do this. Yeah, Daniel, um, I want you to stay there, Daniel. And I want you to listen. I think you might have heard this already, but I don't think everyone has. To a little segment that Bill Maher just had about COVID and the response to COVID. If I can cue this up. Listen to this as a few-minute clip. And then I'll respond to it as I did respond to it on Twitter. And then Daniel can call in. Everyone can call in. Hold on a second. Now we're getting some information after a while. We have time to find out just how bad the collateral damage has been. Uh, Here's just a few cases. The pandemic erased two decades of progress in math and reading. See, right away, I got to say, this pisses me off. I see these headlines all the time. The pandemic didn't do that. The way we handled the pandemic did that. The pandemic certainly was a thing. Let's not just say the pandemic, because it was not written in stone that we had to handle it the way we did. Uh, Act scores are the lowest in 30 years. Um, Anxiety and depression way up. The body mass index uh, increase doubled for kids 2 to 19. Drug overdose overdose deaths. Murders way up. Inflation at a 40-year high. Domestic violence increased. Um, Oh, and my favorite, car crashes. They couldn't figure this out. Like we're way, way, way up. And finally, the ex- I love this. This is the, the expert said. You know what it is? People just went fucking mental. 
They just went nuts. They're like, I'm home. The fucking kids are here all the time. My stupid husband is here all the time. I'm just going to take it out on the highway. And they did. There was a group, the Great Barrington Declaration. Yes. You know, the, these academics, and a lot of them are at Hoover, at Stanford. I have Hoover. Them. I, uh, Hoover Institute. Hoover. I, I had them on CNN. I put them on regularly on radio. And there was always enormous blowback because they were saying many of the things that you're saying now, only they were saying it in real time. And That's the name I, of the show. Yeah, I guess what, I guess what, I, would, <laughs> what I would add to that is I think one of the great injustices was the rush to judgment as soon as the shit hit the fan to clear out every college campus in grad school. It never made sense to me that we sent them back through airplanes and car rides with relatives instead of keeping them right where they were. And, and Bill, I, I have three for whom I'm still paying tuition bills. They were so robbed of a year, year and a half of, of all the exchange and mingling that you talked about last week. Yeah. We're never going to make that time up is my point. Can I put something in on this? Yeah. Uh, what you don't have is the benefit of the alternative scenarios to see how they would have come out to be able to judge whether what did happen was a lesser evil than other options that would have unfolded. And so, 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 actually, actually we do. Because other countries handled it differently. Sweden didn't handle it differently. Some of the places with the lowest vaccination rates turned out to have the best results. With really low population densities. Well, yeah. Yes. I mean, yes, there are different factors. There are. Uh, yes, but that matters. Which yes, of course it matters. Sort of a well, you, you just said. Why are you doing an elevator in New York City to 15 people? Okay, okay. Right you, here. You, just, you just said that we can't make any judgments because we don't live in an alternative universe no. where America handled it differently. No. And I'm saying other places handled it differently. That does matter. It's a legitimate, I think it's a legitimate conversation to have. You remember, there was talk of, of herd immunity and how we get there at the outset, and people were shouted down for even raising that prospect. I'm not the scientist yes. you are, but uh, in they, retrospect... They shouted down not... the idea that it might have escaped from a lab. Right. That was somehow what? racist, right. as opposed to the... Uh, somehow, if you believed that it came from the wet markets, you were a Democrat, and if you came from, <laughs> from a lab, you were a Republican. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, so just a couple of things before I get to Daniel there. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's a moron. Okay, I'm reading his bio. He's an American astrophysicist, author, and science communicator. What the fuck does that mean? As a science communicator. Um, <laughs> he joined the Hayden Planetarium as staff scientist. Who gives a fuck? So I'm going to listen to him say this. This is how this is, he's supposed to be one of the, he's considered, right? along with the other pencil neck guy, I forgot he looks like a cartoon character, um, Nye, Bill Nye, there's supposed to be these br brilliant geniuses, there's a gene, and he says something as stupid as, if I'm in an elevator in New York City, well, population density doesn't matter, things either work or they don't, it doesn't matter if you got five people in an elevator, or 25 people in a fucking elevator, we know that masks didn't stop the spread, we know the vaccines didn't stop the spread, we know social distancing didn't stop the spread, lockdowns never stopped the spread, it doesn't matter, if they didn't work, they don't work in a population that's dense or a population that's not dense. So the great Neil deGrasse Tyson can't figure that fucking out. It shows what lack of critical thinking these people have. Obviously, the guy has Trump derangement system. He's a far left moron. That I know. And so he can't even think. A guy that's supposedly an American astrophysicist and science communicator can't even fucking put two and two together. No fucking common sense. Zero common sense. And I'm surprised that Bill Maher that he mentioned Sweden. Yes, he's right about Sweden. But we have a, an example right here in this country. It's called Florida. It's called the state of 21 million people, which is a million more than dense, 
dense New York, Degrassi Tyson, okay? 21 million people. So we have a case study here, and there are other states, but that's the biggest one. Well, there's also Texas. There's also Georgia, okay? So we have states of 20, 30, 35 million people who did it differently, did it differently. Plus, the people like Jay Bhattacharya and Scott, the great Scott Atlas and Marty McCarry and Peter McCullough, they were silenced when they talked about the alternative way. Tyson says, oh, this alternative way, which never happened, it could have been so much worse. How come they weren't even given any communi- any consideration? They were canceled. They were censored. Fauci pissed on them. He made his friends pissed on them and made them seem like quacks when he's a fucking fascist quack. So Degrassi Tyson is a total moron. In the universe of scientific morons, the greatest thing, the greatest thing about COVID is it proved how many scientists are fucking idiots. How many of them should be homeless and have no money and no one should give a fuck about anything they say? That you can have 25 degrees on your wall and be a total worthless piece of shit. That is the greatest thing COVID has given us. The actual disease COVID, not the way we handled it. So I thank COVID for that, for showing us how stupid the quote unquote smartest people are. We always had an idea that university types were probably dumb assholes. We, always, we all had professors like that, right? That were sitting there and they're teaching us and we're like, this guy's a fucking moron. Well, this woman, he, she, they, it, whatever, is a fucking idiot. Why am I listening to them? Well, because you have to, right? To pass the class, you gotta lick their ass, you gotta get the A. But now we really know. We know we were right. We were right all along that these people are just schmucks. They're idiots. They have some book knowledge Zero street knowledge, zero street cred, zero common sense. And if you don't have any of those things, you're worthless. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to go to you for medical advice. I don't want to go to you for scientific advice. I don't want to go to you for any kind of worldly advice. You're an idiot. You live in a book. You live in a book. That's all you live in. It's not the real world. It's not the way the real world works. So that's one great thing. That COVID, what they call blessings in disguises. This is one great blessing in disguise of COVID. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry to the three people out there who actually died of COVID. But it gave us some, it gave us this great thing that we are seeing. We are seeing what empty suits these people are. We are seeing they, and they can't, you know, another another problem is they can't admit they were wrong. They have no humanity. There's no humanity to them to say, you know what? We were wrong. We were wrong. Crucify us. And I say, I'd like to. Daniel, how you doing? Daniel, you there? Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm hey. here. I'm here. Um, how are you? What's up? I almost forgot after after listening to Bill Maher there, I almost forgot what I originally intended to talk about. And um, But I'll get to that. But... Um, uh, Tyson, he's an idiot. Um, in, in physics graduate school, um, we used to call the uh, astrophysicist uh, graduate students astrologist because they were always the worst students, the worst performing students in all classes. Um, they're, they're, they're just... <laughs> to associate them with physics was, was usually um, quite disheartening for the rest of the graduate students. 
Anyway, it doesn't shock. So, 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 so doesn't Tyson, shock. Tyson's a moron. He's a, he's a moron. Um, why this guy ever gets on TV? It, it, probably because he's one of the few black physicists that there are out there. And once, that's, once that's, again, don't call. I think you put your on exactly the reason. It's exactly the reason. Yeah. yeah. So no, it, it is exactly the reason, and, that, and that's why that he's made a career out of this. And and the guy's an idiot, and he talks way out of out of his league. Um, but short. Quick story. Um, once had a, 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 a physicist, um, a very famous physicist um, in uh, our department. Um, uh, this was at University of New Mexico in Los Alamos National Labs, um, who had this, what he thought was this great idea about, uh, he, he also was a, a rancher, and he thought he had this great idea about how to fatten his cattle up, make them bigger so he could get uh, increased sales um, from each cattle. And he was going to give them, uh, the, the, without getting too much detail, there, uh, uh, um, bovines lack a certain enzyme that can break down carbohydrate bonds that, that um, we have and vice versa. So we can't break down cellulose, for example. That's where all the fiber comes from on our diet. We can't break that down and, meta and metabolize it into its basic carbohydrate, carbohydrate units, whereas the bovines can. They have the opposite problem. They can't break down many of the bonds that we have that we can break down. So, so his idea was to give these cattle this particular enzyme that they're missing, and he thought it was going to fatten them up. And I and I and this is an example of someone just stepping way out of their their expertise. So when I heard about this through another through one of his graduate students, I said, "Not going to work." And, he, and the graduate student said, "Oh, he's already got tons of investors and stuff." And I go, "Oh God, he's going to be in big trouble." <laughs> and and the other graduate student was just, "Oh, you tell me, you know more, you know more than somebody who was almost awarded a Nobel Prize in physics." I go, "He doesn't know anything about biology." I, I was an MD. Um, and so he doesn't know anything about biology. He doesn't know anything about satiation um, and, and how that's regulated. And, and, and so I gave him a quick um, uh, um, a lecture on uh, satiation at the graduate student. And he goes, oh, I see now. <laughs> so, so I go, just wait. He's going to be in big trouble. Well, he ended up getting sued for just millions and millions of dollars. And he just, he just almost lost everything. And this was a very wealthy <laughs> physicist. And this was for stepping way outside of his area of expertise. And that's what this idiot Tyson is doing. He has no, no expertise whatsoever in biology. He probably has the equivalent of maybe at best a, a, a freshman biology student in high school understanding of biology. And this guy is out there speaking for, for, for scientists. Give me a break. Um, the main thing I wanted to call in and talk about. Well, let me just interrupt you. What really, I, like, I like Michael Smirconish, but he made a big mistake there. He said, I'm not the scientist you are. Who gives a fuck? What does that mean? Who cares? He's, he's, Who cares? He's Tyson has stepped so far out of his out of, out of his area expertise. It's, it's just nuts. But I want to, before getting onto my other point, I want to remind you of one thing that um, Scott Atlas said the other night at his talk. He said, and mm -hmm. it, was, it was just, this, this was something, this is probably the most important line that Scott said, at least to me. He said, none of this was complicated. Right. It wasn't complicated. Exactly. All you had well, to do you know what? is have ears and eyes for the truth. Yeah. All you had to do is right. not be branded politically social, and socially to have eyes and ears for the very simple truths that were out there. And that's it. Yeah, that's all you needed. Right. It was a very, in other words, what Scott Atlas was basically saying was, 
you have to have just common sense would have done the job. But the problem is there are so many people, especially the Democrat Party, that have no common sense. That's the problem. It wasn't, so, it wasn't, while I, I don't think that's what you're saying. I don't think you're saying it has anything to do with common sense. I don't like the word common sense. Very few people have common sense and very and even fewer can define what it means. Well, I do. And you well, do. But so even fewer matters. can define what it actually means. What I think Scott meant was, was what he said. It's not complicated. And if you had, if if you were interested in the truth rather than in politics and in making money in chaos, then it was apparent to everybody very early on there should be no departure from from conventional epidemiology. You shouldn't be giving out a bunch of of vaccines so quickly in a pandemic. You know what? You wait until it's endemic. You wait until it's had plenty of safety testing, and and you and you don't give it to a with respect to a, you don't give out a get everyone injected for a virus that's got such a high mutation rate. It's similar to the cold because that's that's what's going to happen. It's going to be the fucking cold. It's going to mutate and become the freaking cold sooner than you can test these fucking vaccines and the vaccines will be worthless. And this is where everybody that that was speaking freely from the very beginning that had adequate biological literacy was saying, um, so, so this it's you know, listen to Bill Maher talk. It's it's it, it it was to me like a bad trip down memory lane. It's like, yeah, Bill, great, you you're here's two years fucking late, you know. Well, you know, to give Bill Maher credit, he had he did come on very early with this. He has it, he's not just talking about it like the last week. He's been talking about this quite the way, a while. The manner in which and, he's talking about, it, he's still talking about there as if there is something to argue about. There isn't. It was a fucking disaster. Well, I, I, look, I don't know. Look, I haven't spoken to Bill Maher. I, I watch his segments, but I don't know. I, I can't say whether he was saying there's something to argue about. I think he was saying, we know these things now. These are, these are, these are truths. There's nothing to really discuss. These are just truths that we now know of the collateral damage. Now, I want to remind people, I want to remind people that in April of 2020, I have to write this on my on Twitter. I have to go on Twitter for everything. I have to. In April of 2020, Donald Trump came out at a press conference and said these very, 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 very smart words. We don't want to make the the cure worse than the yep. disease. That's all he said. Was he? And once again, there's common sense. That's a common sense thing to say. You don't want you. Do you want the cure to be worse than the disease? Of course not. <laughs> What's the point of of doing anything then, right? So we don't want to make the cure worse than the disease. And of course. The left-wing media, MSNBC, CNN, all the people with Trump directed, oh, oh, how crazy. Look at the crazy. What a crazy man. What a crazy man. And that's exactly what they did. It's exactly what Bill Maher was. Everything Bill Maher mentioned, all that collateral damage is making the cure worse, much worse, a million fucking times worse than the disease, which is exactly Trump said from the outset, we don't want to do, and exactly what happened. So I think in that point, Bill Maher has, you know, lift, lifting all that. I didn't know some of those things. Do you know about the traffic? Oh, accidents? yeah. When, when my um, when those remember the 15 days to flatten the curve, that that day that that happened that, that in California and, and in particular at my place of work, that we were locked out of work. Um, I picked up my son from his girlfriend's and I said to him in the car right at home, I said, over the next 15 days, you're going to see a lot of really weird behavior. And I say, don't be surprised. And I say, please stay off the streets as much as possible. Don't be surprised if people are just going nuts in traffic. And as I said that, someone came zipping by us on the freeway at about 95 miles an hour. 
there, and there was there was oh, right and there, there. Were with, within, I, within two weeks the traffic deaths had shot up but the reasoning for that is interesting and it makes perfect sense that people were just like i gotta get out of this house no no they, get they, they would take they, they they were under the impression because remember this was around the blm um, bullshit stuff too and they were under the impression that police were standing down for a number of reasons and, and so they were taking advantage of that and they were speeding on the highways because all of a sudden traffic was flowing. There wasn't anybody on the highway. And they were under the impression that police were standing down in general. And so people were abusing the fuck out of that situation. And, and, and now the one we don't hear about because they don't want to talk about that Bill Maher mentioned, I know is big with you, is all this the childhood obesity. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he said something. They weren't playing with yeah, their friends. Yeah, yeah Mars said something crazy. He said, uh, uh, "BMI uh, doubled," or something. He said something like that. BMI didn't double. Maybe the number of kids that were above the the, the healthy BMI doubled, but the BMI of kids didn't double average. <laughs> uh, if that happened, they'd, they'd explode. Yeah, so right? he, he, he flubbed. He flubbed the delivery on that one. Yeah, but no, he's right. But that the, the the point being that children got fatter. Yeah, oh yeah, okay? children, significantly fatter, yeah. significantly fatter. Yep, yep, yeah. and that's and that's going to be many, many, many. Uh, it's going to be a generation of additional health problems because that. I mean, that's our number one problem. Uh, this, as I said many times, we wouldn't have a COVID. Uh, we we have no interest in COVID if it weren't for the obesity pandemic because it, it's simply a consequence of the obesity pandemic. But if I can get on to what my real point was for calling in and ask for maybe from some help from your other callers, um, maybe William knows this. He seems to be up on a lot of these things. Um, but John F. Kennedy was talking way, way back in this in this whole saga um, when the vaccines were just about to be released. And um, he, he was mentioning some of the law. That um, that there, there was a law in the 70s, and then one Reagan signed in, in the mid 80s that had to do with indemnifying vaccine industry. And he, uh, Kennedy and some of the lawyers he had on uh, some of his podcasts were explaining way back when um, the um, how this indemnification works. And there's one component of it which. I remember hearing, but I, I had just hadn't had time to look into the details of it and fully understand it. But there was one component of it where they said they were going to try to push this on children because there's, it triggers something in these indemnification laws for all age groups when it comes to uh, um, trying to seek damages from, from uh, pharmaceutical industry. And, and and so they said as soon as they can get it approved in children, the better for the farm industry, farmer industry because it indemnifies them across all age groups. Now, I don't understand this. I don't know how all these components of this law fit together and this all, and it trips all of these various consequences. But Kennedy and his experts at the time were explaining this. And like I said, it's, I hope somebody can call into your show and explain what they know about it. But there is a specific um, uh, trigger when it gets approved for children with with respect to the indemnification, with respect, uh, respect to damage. That's interesting. There you go. More legal more legal action that can happen. But we know, I mean, the bottom line is the only reason the CDC wants children to have to have this on the list of vaccines forever is because they can make money. No, no, no. That, that's the thing. That's forever. The thing. They're not going to make money. They're not going to make money off of kids because nobody's going to get this. The, the point is once it's approved for kids, 
that gives them added legal protection at, from all age groups that sustain injury. That is the point. That they're they're doing this to try to sell more vaccine for kids. They understand already that parents are not going to. It's like, like you said, it's like four percent. That's not going to go much higher. Parents are, aren't no, going no, to no, get this vaccine. Daniel, Daniel, listen to me. Daniel, listen to me. What the CDC can, what the CDC will do with this ruling is say it, it needs to be added, and Democratic governors will add they it will, to a list of vaccines a child must get. And they and, and to go to nobody's going to get it. Parents are, parents not, are going but, to put up a big stink. It's not going to happen. Daniel, it's not going to happen. Daniel, one thing we know from COVID, one thing we know from COVID is when people are mandated to do it, they do it. That's the problem. People who manage to wear masks. There, there will be there will be immediate lawsuits, and they and they will stick. That's right. That's what I hope. No, that's there will be I immediate hope. lawsuits. That motion by whatever the the governor might try to um, force uh, schools to do that will be immediately stayed. And children are never, they're never, trust me, they aren't going to make a bunch of money off of kids. This, the whole reason this is being pushed in children is simply for legal reasons when it comes to damages. Okay. We'll see yeah. how it goes, but I, I want yeah, to but, but, but if someone I, out there understands that, that, that I, I think, you know, I think that someone like Gavin Newsom will automatically, I mean, we don't know. We, we'll see what happens. We'll see what There's happens. There's so many moving parts. Again, things can go uh, tits up. And when you have a government that's as fucking evil uh, as, as Gavin Newsom, yeah, do you, you know, don't don't put any – I'm, I'm certainly not going to put anything past him. Um, the, the guy's an evil son of a bitch. And, yeah, he could, he could, he could, he could fuck things up in all kinds of ways that, that you and I uh, and nobody else has thought about. He's got a team that um, specializes in fucking people's lives up. But but the, but the, once again, the bottom line is the extreme idiocy, and I know I'm speaking to the choir. Yeah. I've inverted this, the, the extreme idiocy of, of of mandating a vaccine that does not stop the spread of COVID. Yeah. It does not. <laughs> that, that 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 idiocy flew out of the barn a long, long time ago, and it's just it isn't it isn't it just breathtaking? I mean, it, it saying using the words breathtaking to describe this is just it, it's it's the the world's greatest understatement ever here we've known for months that these vaccines don't do shit when it comes to transmission and still we have this stuff that we're talking about right now going on it should have been as soon as it was commonplace knowledge that that was the case they should have just said yep. but pull the plug on everything no more emergency authorizations no yep it's, it's finished done we're, we're out of here sorry see you guys later but they won't stop but they won't stop until we make them stop. We're gonna have to make them stop. You know how uh, you know? They remember in school, the kid would say, "Make me, make me." We have to make them stop. Yeah. We're gonna have to make them yep. stop. Yep. Well, why didn't we make them stop? There's, there's, a, I think there's a number of components to this, and I think it's really complicated. And I think that would be a good topic sometime for one of your shows. Is why didn't we make them stop? I know, I know, you yeah. know. It's, 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 that is a, that's almost like the, uh, what do you call it? Question. Um, one of these questions like, does Jesus, does God exist? <laughs> I don't know if we can answer these questions. It's really tough because there are so many reasons. There are so many reasons why things happen. And, you know, there are a lot of people who are afraid and believe them. And, you know, there's so many elements to that. We could do a, we could do a month of shows on yeah. it. Why, why didn't we make them stop? But, but what we do know is 
that lawsuits have worked. Lawsuits have made them stop doing things. Lawsuits, lawsuits made Gavin Newsom open up the churches. Lawsuits stopped the OSHA mandate that Biden wanted. Lawsuits stopped the airplane mask mandate. They all worked. They all worked. And the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court, the final say, will be on our side on 99% of these things. The, like I said, to, to, to domestic, the Republicans bragged about winning the Supreme Court and having five of whatever, six, but they're not, they have to use it, use oh, it yeah. to win. They, 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 I mean, they've got, yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's just one of the, one of the good and bad things. I mean, there's reciprocity everywhere in this universe, as I like to say, and it's one of the good and the bad things about the way our legal system works. It justice moves slowly. It it does happen, but it just turns along slowly. So politicians, they know this. So people like Newsom, they know it's going to take, you know, years for, for lawsuits to work through the courts. So they can yeah. abuse the fuck out of us for, for three, four years. And then and then that, right. and then someone comes along and says, oh, well, that was all unconstitutional. But anything that a, an elected official does in the capacity of their public office, they, they, they can't get sued for it. They can't get prosecuted for it. That doesn't say that people can't get prosecuted by, by acts that they commit while in office. There's been governors that, that, that have done that. But if it was an official act. So Newsom could basically have, as a result of lockdown, could have killed a million people in, in the 39.5 million in, in, in California uh, for direct reasons for doing that lockdown. He could never be prosecuted for it. And he knew damn well from the very start that he could never be prosecuted for it. Yeah, like I said, he, he'll get away with something for as long as he can, just like any chief yeah. criminal. That's what yeah. it sounds And that's like. the yeah. unfortunate that's side of our justice system is that justice right. moves slowly. And it's a good thing it moves slowly. We don't want people being rash when it comes to justice. But there's always also downside to it. Anyway, I'm going to let you get to other callers. Okay. All right. Thanks, Daniel. Oh, I, I kind of like uh, I kind of like quick, smooth justice. What was that line from the Untouchables, Sean Connery, the, sh- sh- the Chicago way? What was that? They bring a gun, knife, you bring a gun. They bring a gun, you bring a bulldoze, you know, that kind of thing. That's the kind of justice I like. Hey, William, William, do you have an answer for Daniel? Do you have a follow-up to what he was talking about? Hey, can you hear me okay, Mike? Okay, yes, loud and clear. I have the answer in the chat. Um, the Go ahead. Most recent... yeah. Here's the deal, he's absolutely right. The way it works is this, during the emergency youth authorization phase, the uh, producers of the vaccine are, uh, there's no liability. You can't go after them during EU, or emergency youth authorization, EUA. But once a vaccine is approved, they would be vulnerable unless they get it approved for kids six months. Then it permanently waives all liability, even for adults. You see what's going on here? That's why Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. was saying they're really trying to push to get it approved for kids down to six months. Because then once, see, the vaccine won't always be under emergency youth authorization. Do you follow me? Okay. So what's that? Do you follow? Yeah, go ahead. So that's the reason. So he's, you know, and I had heard that before, and I'm glad he mentioned it because I'd forgotten about that. And then I found uh, Red Voice Media has a 
you know, a video of, 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 of Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. explaining it, but also there's a text to it. So it's, it's in there. So thanks, Daniel, for bringing that up again. Cause, so this yeah. is basically like a very sinister, like technicality kind of a thing they're doing? Is that, is that, is that what we're getting around to, basically? It's to provide, you ask yourself, why would they want to try to get this vaccine approved the kids down to six months? Why? Because they're not vulnerable to the virus, right? It's a legal, uh, it's a legal action they're trying to take for legal reasons, I should say, because once it's approved for children down to six months, then it permanently uh, uh, protects the vaccine companies for liability, even once the EUA is lifted for adults. Do you see what I mean? Do you I see? see. Interesting. I, this is not angle I did not know. I, I you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a follow the money guy, right? I'm a yeah. follow the money guy, and I, I, these people to me are low lives. Every dollar they make, they hoard. They love it. So my feeling was, hey, look, if that gets the percentage of children getting the vaccine up from four to eight, they're happy with that. It's a few more bucks in their pocket. And of course, when you put something on that list of vaccines, children must get to go to school. That's forever, right? So generations from now, they'll have to get this vaccine. <laughs> and so that's more money in their pocket. So I, I'm a follow the money guy. I'm not a legal guy. I'm not a lawyer, but this is interesting. I didn't know about this. This is very, yeah, very well, interesting. Also, yeah. It, it's all about following the money because also then they'll be shielded from liability and, and right. so it's, it's, it's a money, but it's, it's it's kind of a different angle. It's a lawsuit yeah. angle, right? It's a lawsuit yes. angle where they yes. cannot be sued in the future. So they want to indemnify themselves from that, right? Basically, is that what we're saying? Yes. Ah, interesting. Very interesting. So in that regard, they're willing, basically, to... So when you talk about that, that that being the reason, I would say there's almost no chance this won't happen, right? They have to do this, so they'll do right. this. But even though it's going to be a why, but here's my other question politically. Okay, why not do this just in three and a half weeks after the election? Why do something that can hurt them because they're all Democrats that can hurt Democrats now? Why not just wait three and a half weeks to do this? Why why do this right before the election? I don't get that. I don't get the timing. I don't understand. You have to remember those who were what we might call brought into the whole COVID vaccine, COVID paradigm, to them, it's it's a good thing. You know, no, like, no, but oh, a lot of parents are going to be pissed off because we see that parents yeah, don't want their kids to get this. I, well, I, most I, people are not making their kids get this vaccine. True, so most true. parents around this country don't want the government to force them. Mm-hmm. So, But parents mm-hmm. are not going to understand all this technicality you're talking about. They're just going to mm-hmm. see it as the government saying that this vaccine must be mandated for children in order to get into school. Mm-hmm. I cannot see how that is going to help Democrats in three weeks. Yeah, I, that, that, that I hadn't thought of. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they could easily just do this in three and a half weeks, right? Wait till they have the election and sneak it in. You would think, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, yeah. And that's, that's what I think John Ziegler, who follows, everyone should follow John Ziegler on Twitter. He's really good, said to me when I tweeted this today. He said, mm-hmm. and they're voting on this three weeks before the election? Why? I, 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 the whole thing's insane. I, you know, you can't bring sanity into insanity and get sanity. You know, I guess so. I mean, that's it. Maybe, we, maybe, maybe those of us who who actually have sanity think about this stuff, but the insane don't think about it. <laughs> it's very possible. But, but wait a minute, though. But but one simple call from the White House could get this postponed. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't. I mean, they're politically savvy enough. I you think know. maybe they're, they're, they may, who knows, they may be delusional enough to believe that they got to push this agenda to try and 
push people to believe like this is don't get this one i, I gotta find the i just read uh but um they've done a new chimeric uh, uh gain of function on the covid uh in boston uh, did you see in boston yeah. did you see yeah, that yeah. oh god i'm glad you reminded me i wanted to talk about that how how yeah. insane is this that they're so evidently they made a more lethal virus yeah. right yes yes so they made a more lethal virus, and that if that leaks out, that'll kill more people. Just the way the Wuhan lab. So after all this with the Wuhan lab and the leak, we're doing this in mm-hmm. this country. Yeah, in Boston. In Boston. Now, it's, level. Supposed, it's supposed to be this level four right. place, which means that you know high security and mm-hmm. nothing leaks mm-hmm. out. But but still, even in level four facilities, I understand they have thousands of, of little leaks a year in these and with these kinds of things. So. It's dangerous, and it should not be legal, and we certainly shouldn't be doing it now. I mean, it's it's insane. This is almost like mad scientist stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Why, why do this? Why? Well, I had a thought about that. I was, if you notice, the Florida. I have to keep it down a little bit. That's why I'm talking soft. But yeah. the Florida Attorney General, right? He's come out and spoken against the vaccine for for young men under 39. And then you got to ask yourself, well, how about everybody else under 39? And how about everybody else? Period. Because they're talking about the spike protein actually being the injurious part, right? You've heard that, right? Possibly the spike is the problem. Right. right, and how we're supposed to stay in the shoulder muscle and dissipate within a day, uh, several days or a week. But now they're finding it goes everywhere in the body, from the brain to the ovaries to the testes, you name it, heart. And it, they've had studies that show its presence up to six months later. And then they haven't done any more studies that I've read about that. So it may still be present, or it may uh, cause uh, reverse transcriptase action in the liver so that it's a permanent part of dna you know there's just all these things around so now with all that potential like scare and liability this new study my i gotta review it again but best of my understanding is that this new study shows it's not the spike that's the most uh, deadly part by doing this chimeric thing and i again i gotta review it they're trying to say no it's not just a spike it's this other uh, component um and, and I'm, I'm sorry i don't have it more clear but we could review that and talk about it because i think they're doing this as if to say no 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 the spike isn't the real issue by combining it with the original call it a native strain right the first one there's some other components that are causative to the yeah. Toxicity. Stay on with me. Researchers at Boston University say they've developed a new COVID strain that has an 80% mm-hmm. kill rate following yeah. a series of similar experiments, first thought to have started the global pandemic that began in China. The variant, a combination of Omicron and the original virus in Wuhan, killed 80% of the mice it infected. In fact, while mice were only exposed to Omicron, they experienced uh, mild symptoms. The research was conducted by a team of scientists from Flora and Boston at the school's National Emerging Infectious Disease Laboratories. Uh, they extracted the spike protein from Omicron and attached it with the first detected, with the, with the first strain, with the strain first detected at the onset of the pandemic that began in Wuhan. Then they documented how the mice reacted to the hybrid strain. In mice, while Omicron causes mild, non-fatal infection, the Omicron S carrying virus inflicts severe disease 
with mortality rate of 80%, they wrote. The new strain has five times more infectious virus particles than the Omicron variant. In a statement, the university stressed that the replicated strain was less dangerous. How, how, first, let me see what they say. How could that be less dangerous? Anyway, first, this research is not gain of function, meaning it did not amplify the Washington State SARS-CoV-2 virus strain or make it more dangerous. In fact, this research made the virus replicate less dangerous. Secondly, the research was reviewed and approved by the Institutional Biosafety Committee, IBC, which consists of scientists as well as local community members. The Boston Public Health Commission also approved the research. Furthermore, this research mirrors and reinforces the findings of other similar research performed by other organizations, blah, blah, blah. COVID-19 was first believed to have come from a white... Okay, the Omicron variant is highly transmissible, blah, blah, blah. So here, they are claiming that it's not gains function. Who cares what they call it? But they've made this... They made it more deadly, right? They made it, it says right here, in mice, while Omicron causes mild, the Omicron S carrying virus, which they made, infects severe disease with a mortality rate of 80%. How can they do that and say that in the next breath, say it's less dangerous? Does that make any sense? Not to me. I heard that. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to any doctor I've seen on TV so far. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's a, right. and, so what if that, look, what if that gets out? What if that Omicron S carrying virus they created that infects severe disease and killed eight out of every 10 mice gets out? It's five. Oh. The new strain has five times more infectious virus particles. It says that. They said that. And then they say, but it's less dangerous. What are they talking about? It's very confusing. I, I just put a link in. There's a video that I quickly reviewed. Um, that's about this. I just caught it this evening and I didn't watch the whole thing. I fell asleep. But, well, can we um, trust people that make no sense? That's so contradictory. I mean, and once again, what if this leaked out? We, we know yeah, that well, it most likely very well could have leaked out of Wuhan. That's why this whole thing started. So what if right. this happened? Uh, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense why this should be allowed to be legal. I don't understand why this is not illegal, why this is not criminal behavior. I understand that scientists have to do experiments on mice. And they do, but now, with this, does it make any sense at all? No. Yeah, you know, who else is making that same argument that you're making is, have you ever heard the YouTube uh, couple redacted? There, there's a couple, there's their ex- Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, they, they asked that same, here, I'm going to put the link. They did one on this. I just caught it. It came out today. And again, uh, they're asking the same thing. Why now? Why would also, you do this? You know what this is? This is like this usual, they have money to spend, right? They have grant money and they have to spend yeah. it. So they, they these, these crazy people do this stuff. You know, and it exci- mm-hmm. it, I guess it excites them and they get to spend their money. But to me, it's incredibly dangerous and, and should be, and, and it really shouldn't be legal. I don't care how, we've heard that before, right? Oh, we have the securest institution. Yeah. Nothing leaks from here, you know, please. And then you hear yeah, the one, then you hear that someone wanted to borrow the sugar and they borrowed the virus instead. <laughs> yeah, it's, think, it's ridiculous. Yeah, there's one small silver lining. They say that we, as humans, we wouldn't be as susceptible to it as mice. In other words, the hum, human immune system would not 
that that eighty percent kill rate wouldn't carry over for people. No, it'll only be sixty for us. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Wait yeah, a minute. I, so they say that. Wait a minute. Let's 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 talk about that, William. Let's let's use that logic and bring it to the new booster, which they only tested on eight mice. So if they only tested the booster on eight mice, how do they know it works in people then, or it's not going to negatively affect people? How do they know that? <laughs> you know, this whole thing is a is a complete. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, look over here, not over there. You know, it, it's all insanity. The whole thing, from the PCR test on down. I mean, it, 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 the whole thing is nuts. Uh, oh, and uh, yeah, yeah. The PCR test is like a obsessive compulsive disorder, hypochondriac's wet dream, isn't it? These people who yeah. for, for two and a half years were sticking things up there. Oh, I got I, I have a tickle in my throat. Stick a thing up my nose. Oh, I sneeze. Stick a thing up my nose. I mean, this really was like making people with obsessive compulsive disorder and hypochondria, making them so much worse. I mean, it, 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 that's another thing we need to add to Bill Maher's list of, of collateral damage. People who had these psychological disorders, it just, it just magnified it. Yeah, well, the, the other thing, the, the original inventor of the PCR test is a fellow called Kerry Mullis, and he won the Nobel Prize, the scientist. And um, he flat out said he never designed it to diagnose a disease. He said, no. the, the, yeah. Right. And the, 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 here's something to think about, right? Like, if, I remember a long time ago, I had a bunch of surgeries on my left foot and ankle four. And at one point, they checked me for staph infection in my nose to see if I had a high, most people or a lot of people carry staff auroras in the schnozola as right, part of the right right floor. and they said okay well you're in the top 10 percentile in the volume of staff and you know so we just want you to use this prescription soap you know so the doctors prescribed this prescription soap i used okay but the point being is that I wasn't sick from the staph in my nose. I had staph reverse in my nose, but it didn't make me sick because it didn't get into my bloodstream and it didn't become, you know, a systemic type infection. Where, right, right, right. You know, I wasn't septic from it. And then I read something else. I was curious. I said, well, if we're carrying staph in our nose, how about this MRSA infection? Sure enough, 2 to 5% of the population carry MRSA in their nose and they don't get sick from it. It's just they're called, uh, what do they call them? MRSA, um, they have a specific name. It's not a large part of the population, but the point being is just because we have something in our schnozola, whether it's, you know, the small percentage of people have MRSA or the 30 to 50% have staph, it doesn't mean anything. It right. doesn't mean it's gotten beyond our mucous membranes and caused us to be sick. Oh, the, the, a lot of things that people had in their noses that came out as a positive test for COVID that was not COVID. You know, right. so we know that. We know that. I mean, it was, those, those tests were shit. Especially the home ones, the 15-minute things, they were yeah. garbage. Yeah. They were total garbage. That's they it. Were. All they did was continue to, to, to magnify people's fear and hysteria and keep this going forever. That, 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 that's all those things. And, and when I was in Manhattan last, earlier, and they had early in the year, and they have the test sites all over the place, tents, you get your COVID test here, get your COVID test, every corner that it used to be in New York City, every corner would have like a hot dog stand. Now every corner has a COVID-19 testing stand. It's insane. It's insane, Bill. It's insane. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, well, let, me, let me let you go. Let me get uh, next caller. Sure. 
Thanks. And, and I appreciate sure. all those links you put in. Thank you. That's great. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Good Have a good night. All right. So we're going to go to uh, Free Assange. Free Assange. Are we ever going to free Assange? Is that going to happen? I don't think so, man. We got to, you know, we can't have too many truth out here because they're all the propaganda, you know, like they put so much money into this shit. They got to get the money's worth out of it. You know, we can't be having people wasting time looking at truth or doing the. Nah, you can't have you can't have whistleblowers and people exposing the truth. We can't have that. Can't have that. Can't have Assange. Can't have Snowden. Can't have those people. Have to make sure they're ostracized and can never come back here. And if they do, we arrest them. It's it's insane. It really is. It, 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 I don't understand the normie like the normal person's arguments like why it's okay for Assange to just be like whatever. Like I don't like disappeared or just. Yeah. I really don't understand it. It's just like, well, it doesn't matter because he's Australian or it doesn't matter because uh, the media told us he's a bad guy or. That's it. The media tells 90% of the media tells you he's a bad guy. People believe that. So most people in this country, I don't mean to depress you. You already know this. Most people in this country either don't give a shit about him or think he's this evil spy guy. You know, so that's what it comes to. He's got very few friends. You know, and he has very few friends in high places. I mean, Trump had the Trump could have, uh, you know, pardoned him, but didn't. That was a mistake. You know, you think Trump would uh, would do it on the second time or like, what's the deal with Trump? I don't know. Forget about any establishment, Democrat or Republican. I, I, they'll never do it. Would Trump do it? He had his chance. I mean, he has a chance and he blew it, you know, so there's that. But, you know, it's it's you know, there are a lot of elements that go into this. I'm sure he had people. I'm sure he probably wanted to, but then had people behind the scene telling him he couldn't. For that, why Trump would give a shit? He never gives a shit about anything else, you know. So I don't know, but that—that's the fact. The fact of the matter here: there's not enough in this country of a groundswell of people saying free the guy, right? That's the problem. There aren't like like in Canada, there is no there is no line of truckers eighty miles long <laughs> saying free the guy, or we're not going to do any, we're not going to deliver your goods. So. That's that's the problem. I mean, I, I, I hear I hear things are going bad, right? He, isn't he not? He's not well, right? Yeah, he's got COVID and well, COVID is the least of the problems. But I mean, I'm right. sure I'm sure all these years having to dodge people and now recently in captivity and stuff has it, got to be very difficult. It's got to be on. He's not a young guy to begin with. It's, it's got to be difficult on you physically and mentally, which is what they want. They'd rather see him just die in prison, right? Yeah, I think that's what they're waiting for. Maybe him yeah. for the mental collapse and then yeah, yeah, yeah. show his mental collapse on, on the big screen. I think that's probably what they're waiting for. Or or, or, or what do you call it? Uh, Epstein him or something, right? That kind of thing. Yeah, maybe he's been too mentally strong for an Epstein because I don't know why they haven't suicided him already. But Suicide. They call it suicide, right? Suicide him. You know, I don't know. I got a question for William, though. Who are these uh, redacted people? Or maybe for you, Mike, uh, 1.8 million subscribers. Are they like libertarians or I don't um, know. They seem interesting. I think the redacted people are probably if you have 1.8 million, it's probably a mix of people. You know, I, I think I think a lot of libertarians, obviously. Uh, William, if you can put in the uh, in the messages, what if you know the, uh, maybe not maybe we don't know the actual demographic of these people, but is there a general demographic? Though I'm guessing, I would guess, common sense would tell me they're they're more libertarian types um, that are that are involved. I wouldn't think I would. Hey, I wouldn't think they're progressives. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be I'm a lefty myself, but uh, I, yeah, I'm done with progressive shit. I'm done with communists. I'm done with all that motherfuckers, man. Like, I'm an anarchist myself, solidly on the left, but 
you know, like I don't really give a damn for identity politics. I think it's, you know, I think it's more than a distraction. I think it's really hampering us from evolving. I think it's really, you know, we have a problem. We got identity politics on the right too. You know, we like to pretend that it's only on the left, but we got plenty of that identity shit on the on the right. So my point is just we got to start talking about truth. You know, like Assange, like you know, our military budget being out of control, and they want to talk about national security. Shit, our national security is should be tied up in our economy and how we treat each other. Like you were saying earlier about how people don't give a damn. You know, maybe they would give a damn if our material material uh, needs were met. You know, like well, you know what they do to people like you. What they do is they get the the mostly left wing media to call you domestic terrorists, and yep. that's it. You're labeled right away domestic terrorist in the media, and you know the. The, uh, the the left wing scum like on MSNBC and CNN they just they'll just the memo goes through and they all comply and they call you a domestic terrorist just the way they called I mean they called parents who went to school board meetings anarchists and domestic terrorists right yeah because they wanted to go to a school board meeting and they were mad about see they went to a school board meeting and they were mad that that critical race theory and sex shit was being pushed down their kids throats and so I look I come on the show and I get angry and I scream and curse so I can imagine if I was a I'm so glad I'm not a <laughs> If I were a parent, the school board members would have no chance. I would go there. I'd be like a raging lunatic. So I can understand these parents. They're upset. So they go to a school board meeting, and they're upset because they care about their children. And they want to – they know what's best for their children, not the government, not Joe Biden, not Gavin Newsom, God forbid. And they get mad. And they go, oh, you're a domestic terrorist. You're yelling. You're yelling at the vaunted school board. We make $80 a week. You're, 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 yelling, you're yelling at us. You know, it's ridiculous. You know, so I would say like I would think these parents would be a little bit more open to maybe a more I don't know what do you want to call it like a more open education system that they were being taught stuff that actually mattered. But instead of just being taught worthless uh, reading and mathematics that no one really cares about, no one follows grammar. It's not like any of that shit works. Why don't they teach them home ec? Why don't they teach them yeah. uh, woodworking, <laughs> auto shop, uh, budgeting shit that actually can fucking help them when they Are graduate? You telling high me you never used calculus? Exactly. You know, ex I, I'm a fucking engineer. Well, I'm, I'm studying to be an engineer. I, I you know, I like, I kind of like calculus, but, but still no one needs to really know that shit. Trigonometry, algebra, you know, I like math just because I'm into that type of shit, but you know, they spent way too much time on fucking half angle formulas, you know, geometry and shit like that. And we don't even use it. And I'm fucking studying electrical engineer. We barely use that geometry shit. How about teaching you know? actual critical thinking ability? How about that? There you go. That's another one. You know, yeah. I took one class on critical thinking, and it was, yeah. it was mandatory. And uh, yeah, but then I the problem is, the problem, is, mouse. The problem is, let's say we have a class of critical thinking. Who who's teaching it? Tony Fauci. Who who's teaching this critical thinking? That's what you have to look at. Also, these professors are so far left. They're so far left that they can't even stick to a curriculum. They have to get their agenda out there. That's part of what they get off on. They get off on trying to make trying to mold these kids to be them, you see, and to carry on their beliefs. And that's the problem. We need a curriculum that is approved by parents, by a group of, we need parents to, to say, you know, this is what needs to be taught. We want you to teach reading. We want you to teach writing. We want you to teach arithmetic. We want you to teach social studies. And we want the curriculum to be not non-political and unbiased. And unfortunately, these professors, it's so easy so uh, I was just talking to a couple of kids at Stanford the other day at the at the uh, the Scott Atlas thing I went to in Palo Alto. These kids who go to Stanford there and they're Christian and they're conservative, and they say, 
every single professor has this bias and some are worse than others and it gets around it gets around the university who's really the most you know leftist biased professor and the ones you don't want to take their classes and they said there are so many of them because it's so easy for them to slip this into the curriculum no one's looking over their shoulder if hey if the people who are looking over their shoulder are leftist so it's it's very difficult this is why I would, call, I would call them corporatists, you know, because since I'm a leftist, but I, I understand where you're coming from, like the whole CNN and MSNBC. Yeah, the wokesters, the wokesters, man, the wokesters. Right. You know, so but the, like, uh, like for leftists, like, you know, going back to like the old definitions, you yeah. know, to be right just means you want things to stay the way they are. And to be left means you want things to change. So uh, technically, you know, a lot of people can be considered left. If, the, if you want change, technically you're on the left. And if you want things to stay the same, Technically, you're on the right. That's how the old, like this is from back in the French Revolution, the, well, the, the original the, left versus right. Yeah, I mean, the conservative and the liberal ideal, the ideal would be, is basically, you know, if you want to get into that, it's conservatism is less, you know, le, 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 lower taxes, less spending, you know, less smaller government, you know, states' rights. And, 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 and the, the, the more liberal way is more big government and populism, big government, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, t- tax the tax people, tax the wealthy, trick, you know, tax the wealthy. Um, uh, you know that that's more spend. If you spend, the economy is going to just going to generate. You know, if you c- can continue to spend and spend and spend, they believe that's going to stimulate the economy. Where the conservatives believe spending and spending and spending gets us into deficits and and you know h- higher inflation and so on and so forth. So that that's always been the battle, the typical battle between liberal and conservative, right? But everything's changing. I mean, there's there's the extremes are the extremes are now starting. The problem with with the the extreme is taking over, and right now the extreme left. Remember, we had the Tea Party issue like twenty right. years ago, right? With all oh, the Tea Party, the extreme right is taking over. These aren't really traditional conservatives anymore. Well, this is kind of happening on the left now with this AOC progressive movement, this wokester movement, this extreme left movement taking over different than nancy pelosi i don't really see aoc's all that different than a nancy or a hillary or a you know or whatever typical democrat these days well i think aoc has more has has more extreme left ideas than nancy pelosi but 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 she has definitely bent the knee for nancy pelosi here's the thing here's the thing you run under certain beliefs and aoc ran under a certain belief you can agree with her beliefs you can think they're quacky. You could think they're too far left. You could think they don't help the economy. They hurt the economy. You could believe they, they make gas prices, whatever. She believes in what she believes in. So you run on something, at least have the fucking balls to continue to be consistent. And then don't bend the knee to the woman who you ran. When she was running for Congress, AOC, she was running against Nancy Pelosi, right? That's how she won, right? Yeah, exactly. The establishment Democrats, they're all the same, but we are the progressives. And she won. But then you get in and she votes for Nancy Pelosi to stay Speaker of the House. How, how do you do that? Within a few months. Like, she couldn't yeah. exist for like a year. Like, can you give us a year have, of hope? At Fuck. The, at, least have the courage, at least have the courage of your convictions. Look, I can disagree with you, but have the courage of your convictions, at least. You are totally worthless. Yes. If you, if you have no courage, if you don't have the courage of your conviction. It's bad enough that I don't agree with you. But then not to even have the courage of those convictions that I disagree with is, to me, it's like the worst kind of sellout. The no, worst. it's true because, like, let's say if you, you're on the right or you're on the left and you disagree with someone, you actually want that person 
to represent their views. You don't necessarily want them to win or whatever, but you want them to re- represent their views. If it wins, it wins. If it loses, it loses. Right. So that the you know so-called experiment of democracy can win. But if we always just have the same old bullshit mm-hmm. constantly going, going, someone's going to come, you know, that fascist, like they keep trying to say, or, or whatever, some crazy person's going to come and say, like, hey, I'm just going to light shit on fire. People are like, you know what? I support that. Lighting shit on fire is different than the same old bullshit we've been doing. So let's and do the great, that. The great example is the war, right? You run on being anti-war. We are anti-war. We are anti-interventionists. We don't want to get involved in other people's businesses. We need we need to spend money here. We can't give money. And then you vote to give money to Ukraine. Yep. Not just money. Constant money, right? Every time there's a vote, she's on board with giving them money. That is a sellout. And that's why that guy showed up at her. You saw that the other day with a guy yep. showed up at her little meeting and said, I voted. I believed in what you said. I voted for you and you have sold out. And that's the problem. She has sold out. Oh, and, but he's part of some cult or whatever. They made up some shit about no, LaRoche or whatever bullshit. Yeah, yeah, right, I'm yeah. like, does that even fucking matter? Yeah. You know, shit, we got, what if he was an anime fan? Or what if he was into sports? You know, it's like, people will make up anything. Just yeah, this say, don't woman, AOC said that if you don't, if you disagree with her, you want to fuck her. I mean, <laughs> this is what she said. If you, just, if you don't like her, you want to fuck her. I mean, this, this is what she yeah. actually said. That you're sexually attracted to her, which is why you disagree with her or, or don't like her. I mean, this is a, these are not, the problem is, is that these are not normal people. There's something wrong with yeah. them. You know, there's something wrong with them. And yet, you know, they are elected to office because there are a lot of people in this country who are fucked up, just like they are. And, She's and trying to get those speaking fees, Mike. Why are you trying to interrupt her getting those speaking fees, man? I'm trying to get those $250,000 an hour. Yeah. Shit, I mean, what type of fucking salary is that? Yeah, uh, yeah. that's, you know, like, like I've said, I've railed on this show for months now, on end, almost a year now, that the selling out of the progressives to Big Pharma over the last three years is the most <laughs> disgusting, sickening, grotesque thing I've ever seen in my life, and I get really mad. I would be mad Should. if I was never a progressive, but since I was one of them, and I voted for Bernie Sanders twice, and I gave my time to him, and I gave hundreds of dollars that I could not afford to him, yep. but I'd like mm-hmm. to get back. I could use right now. Uh, this pissed me off to no end. This two hundred million dollars. How the fuck did Bernie raise two hundred million dollars and do nothing? He raised two hundred million dollars, saying how evil big nothing. Right, because ah. right, because there are so few politicians out there who would talk about the evils of big pharma. So sure, you're, you're hey, you're out there and you're a senator. You're in. I'll give you my money. No one else is yep. talking about that. But we saw over the yep. last three years, it was total bullshit. He was a fake. A phony. And He's a phony. chair of the fucking budget committee. Yeah. There's got to be some fucking bullshit. You can. There's got to be something. Another guy who votes wholeheartedly to send billions of dollars that we can't afford to spend here to Ukraine, right? Yeah. So, you know, I've... And 30%, only 30% of the weapons even reach Ukraine. So is it even... Are we even arming Ukraine or are we arming somebody else? This is, yeah. you know, <laughs> there's layers to this and, shit. And also, and I'd like to... We can even talk about this on another show. Where's the oversight on that money? How much is going into Zelensky's pocket? How much is going into his pocket? <laughs> Zelensky, I'm guessing it's going to the Ukraine, so it's going to Zelensky, right? I mean, he must oversee that money at some point. So is he, is he taking 10% and putting it in his bank account? What, how, where, maybe he's not, but where, where's the, he seems to be wealthy. How is he wealthy? Being an actor in Ukraine, they made him wealthy. I don't understand. A comedian in Ukraine, you can you can become a millionaire being a comedian in Ukraine. Maybe I don't know. But how does he have all this money? It's got to be the arms dealers and the sex traffickers. I've answered my own question. I don't think there is any oversight for this yeah. money. 
it's probably quite easy to put a little here and a little there that nobody notices. You it's know. that movie War Dogs. You know, it's fiction, but that's how they—that's how the only way we can get truth these days is fucking fiction. Yeah, they'll—they'll yeah. they'll make uh, Jonah Hill and that other guy from Top Gun. They'll made, they made a fucking movie about this, and they try to like glamorize, like, yeah, anybody could be a war fucking profiteer. And it's like these motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, it's like you know. But hey, did you anything else you want to talk about or? Oh uh, yeah, the main thing I wanted to talk about was uh, that redacted. I got into Assange because of your name, but I figured maybe there's something else you want to talk about. Right? Yeah, it was the the redacted. I'm probably gonna check them out. I've never heard of that with them before. I guess mm-hmm. uh, a new news source. It's always good to be diverse, you know. All that. Thank you, Mike, for having me on, and uh, no wish you the best. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for the call. Uh, something I want to talk about, but you know what? I think we're gonna probably wrap the show. But what I want to talk about tomorrow, I'll start, is this article. Well, Nancy Pelosi believes that the number one thing on people's minds this election season is abortion. She actually believes this. It's not the economy. Not, even though all the polls say it's the economy and crime, and we can talk about that tomorrow. The economy is one, crime is two. I think that's great. I don't know. Maybe crime should be one, the economy two, because if you don't have a life, what good is the economy for you? So we can talk about that, but it's definitely one and two. All the polls say economy, crime, abortion is like, depending on the poll, fifth, eighth, tenth, but Nancy Pelosi believes about abortion because she wants to make it about abortion because obviously the, the representative of San Francisco cannot make it about the economy and the crime, right? The lead, the Speaker of the House cannot make it about crime and the economy. And I want to talk more tomorrow about how if this might sound mean, that hey, I like being mean. If you vote for Democrats, we'll take this into tomorrow. Think about this. Coffee talk. Think. Discuss. <laughs> uh, if you vote for Democrats, this 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 election cycle. I don't care what you did in the past. I might not even care what you do in the future. If you vote for Democrats this election cycle, you cannot come crying to me when you or someone you know is a victim of crime, where their store is ripped off, where they are killed or raped. You can't argue. You get what you vote for. You get what you deserve. Crime is out of control, and it's out of control mostly in Democrat-run cities. Democrat-run cities. Like I said, the economy is important, but if you don't have your life, you don't have your business, what good is the economy, whether it's good or bad? More about that tomorrow. Okay, we've had a great show. I want to thank my callers who called today. Bill, Daniel, Free Assange, and Domestic, and everyone who's listening. Remember, this show is on Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. on the other side of the pond. It's called and Let's Be Heard. And I'm Mike Chopley. And remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out right now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow night.